we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means, on infiltration instead of invasion, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. There is little value in ensuring the survival of our nation if our traditions do not survive with it. All right, welcome to episode 63 of the Abuse Hour. It is I, your host, Coffee Long, coming to you unsupervised, unmedicated, and an unchecked threat to society. So, yes, here I am again, rolling hard and raw outside the law on my merry way to the fucking airport yet again. I got hit up yesterday and like, hey, man, there's a this short fuse gig. You got to go. Like short fuse, how short fuse is short fuse. How fast can you pack? I'm like, fuck. So yeah, here I am, man. Bright and early, hating life, rolling out, getting my airplane on. Anyway, man, I got um I got some good feedback off of last time. You know, we talked about some, I guess, some basic tactical considerations where shooting is concerned. I thought um, maybe this time we would talk a little over some some gear considerations or some equipment considerations. And also, uh, I guess before I get to that, I wanted to hit up on something I heard yesterday. I um, I had occasion to listen to the uh, this deal called Just Jesse. That's on um, it's on the Right Stuff Network and. Um, to be honest, man, that was actually like that dude is that particular show is probably the reason I started even doing a podcast. Uh, you know, unfortunately for you, right? Uh, but um, yeah, because I like every podcast I listen to, it's like a few guys hanging out or maybe they're drinking and they got copious notes. And like, I don't have shit. I'm just an idiot in a fucking car most of the time, just ranting and raving. But. Um, I listened to this dude, and and it, so if you don't know what this show is, uh, this is a, the like the right stuff deal, and it was kind of was is I don't know the uh, kind of the network, the crew that really like within the movement, like it really took off, like it really took off, and they had a really good, and I don't want to say had as in they don't still have a lot going, but there's been hiccups, but that's in due course. So there was a really good formula going where they had they got like a guy that's like really book smart, like politically savvy, like understands a lot of things that are going on. Uh, they had this guy jazz hands that I've talked about before. And this guy is like, dude, if I, if I was president tomorrow, my first call would be get me jazz hands. Like that would be, that would be it, dude. This guy knows what's going on. He sees between the tea leaves and walks between the raindrops. And like, this guy's got a handle on shit. Uh, so they had that guy and then they have this guy Sven or Jesse, however you, however you like that was doing his own, like, like would just cook his own show and really was like him just kind of killing an hour or so hanging out, talking or really like an hour and a half or so. And he'd just hang out and talk, but he would get like some, he would get some good rants on, but this guy was like, he's a musician and he's kind of artsy and. And he doesn't get super into a lot of the fucking details and weeds and what have you, like a lot of political analysts do. Like, it really is easy to do in our thing. It can turn into this this analysis of just, I mean, the, the finite details. 
And a lot of times that's not what people want. It's not what people need. Like people aren't walking around with, you know, their own team of analysts saying, oh, well, we're voting this direction. They just, they just want, like, what do you think? You know? So I listened to that guy for a while and, uh, some of the stuff the guy puts out is like, I guess having started, you know, doing a podcast, it was something that I kind of noticed that when you're not sitting with somebody else, you know, when you're just sitting by yourself talking, it's like you get this idea, like you see something and, um, you get a chance to talk through it, but you're not interacting with somebody else. You're not answering their questions. You're not responding to their statements. You're not holding on a minute, you know, so they can go take a whiz or whatever. So you kind of get this chance to talk all the way through an idea and you're kind of thinking it through yourself as you're talking it out. And then sometimes you like, that's when you'll be like, holy shit, I, I, I just kind of understood something about this that I hadn't even thought of before, you know? And it's, so in that sense, it's, it's good. I'm in it for myself, basically, I guess is what I'm telling you. Like I'm, I'm in this for myself. But anyway, I was listening to that thing and he was talking about, not extensively, but talking a little bit about some of the some of the catastrophe surrounding the whole NJP falling apart situation and um, like first he was making the good point that like uh, like yeah I'm not making a normie show I'm not making a show for normies uh, I'm making a show for you I'm not gonna talk about you know there's this thing called Zionism and like that's that, that's your problem if you don't know it then it's not you know it's just, you figure it out and um you know, on one hand, I can respect that, dude. I mean, those guys have been doing that that particular scene a very long time. So it's trying to start at square one. Nah, dude, I I don't like that idea so much that I could see getting painful. Like I remember thinking that when I was in like grade school. You know, like you hear this teacher talking, and and you kind of like you got to feel dumb a little bit when you're in grade school because you're like, dude, I know you know all this already and I should, I'll know this by the time I'm an adult, but I don't know it now. And I'm like, I'm having to go over, you know, these times tables again and again and again. And I'm sorry, this is probably really redundant for you, but you know, on one hand, but it's like you signed up for uh, being a school teacher. I can't make this interesting for you. You're going to have to gut it out. But, uh, kind of uh, you know on the other hand though is like what uh what spectrum we talk about like every show could be somebody's first show like could be their very first introduction like somebody sends them some show or this or whatever and people are like i don't what's the meaning of this i don't understand like so you it can't be too far ahead where somebody's like like hey man i have no idea what's going on could you backtrack a little bit please it's got to be something where somebody could kind of pick up and like all right i'll i'll kind of pick it up as we go you know so in that sense i don't know i I thought about it for a little while last night and it kind of occurred to me that in a lot of ways how can i say man like um the truth is like its own version and i don't want to say its own version of the truth like um you know real in my mind or something but i mean Everybody can take something different away from it, you know. I mean, you go to you go to the beach. There's a, a truth there. You go to the city. There's a truth there. You sit in a classroom or, you know, whatever. You drive a car. There's a truth to it. But the truth that you might take away from it as a beginner is not the same truth you would take away from it as someone who has been neck deep in it for a while. I mean, you get in a you get in a nice car and you go drive, you know, if it's, you've only driven one or two cars in your life, you know, and you're like, oh, this is actually pretty nice. Okay, cool. You know, and that's, that's a fact of the matter. 
if you sell cars for a living and you know about cars and you get in something really nice, you're like, holy shit, the heated seats, the padded steering wheel, you know, the, the cruise control, I can feel the suspension. You've got a different appreciation for everything that goes on because you've been at it so long. But, you know, just somebody that doesn't see or recognize these things, they'll still have an appreciation. They just won't quite see all the nuances, maybe until they've been at it for a little while. So I guess in that sense, man, I mean, one, it's an excuse for me to be lazy. It means I don't have to do a lot of prep. But two, it means like I can just kind of lay some things out. And if you get a kick out of it or you think it's funny, haha, or it's something that pisses you off, it says, you know, I got to talk to somebody about this then cool and if it's something that you've been around for a while and you're like what well, a coffee guy is he's off to a good start but you know it, it reminds me though of this 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 and this other third and fourth order effect that he forgot to mention all right cool that's cool too man but you take that and you go tell somebody man don't keep it to yourself so apart from that man i um what dude i uh i had a chance to get uh, i got a hold of this audio book and I can't remember if I had mentioned it before, but I was talking to somebody about this yesterday. I was talking to a Bernie bro yesterday, is what. And, you know, and this, so this person is like totally, like, no real grasp of uh, anything Hebrew related. But I'm talking to this person, and uh, what were we talking about, man? We weren't even talking about Trump, which is. That was the other thing. That was the other thing that I wanted to remember to hit on. The thing with the, uh, with the Jesse thing that. He was talking about Trump, and he was getting so heated. But it was a good reminder for me, man, that, like, this guy is a fucking snake, man. And he's coming so hard with this, uh, with this, oh, regular working-class white people, I'm here for you, you know, and people buy this shit. And we've said it a thousand different times, you know, that, like, white people, especially white men in this country, are so underrepresented that it's like, even somebody who you know who has a history of fucking you over, even this guy, even if he'll just give you a little lip service for half a second so the whole rest of the country and all the media can be like, you hear this guy, fuck those people. At least you could be like, well, thanks for at least saying something. And then you still go vote for him. But like, look at what the, what did this fucking guy do? What did, what did he fucking do for you? And I guess now he's talking a little bit about like, oh, I'm gonna pardon these January 6th people. And motherfucker, you could have done that right out of the gate. You were still in charge when this shit went down. You could have said like, hey, last thing I'm gonna do on the way, on my way to the airport, I'm gonna sign these pardons. Lots of pardons, plenty more pardons than you can imagine. Everyone gets one and now you don't gotta you don't gotta sit in fucking solitary for four fucking years. Alright, like he got heated, I'm getting fucking heated now. But you know, the guy brings up the good point that like this guy had every opportunity to do the right thing by you. And now here he is wheeling out the same shit. And if there was any question in your mind that this guy is not part of the fucking game, is not part of the kabuki theater. And again, this was something that Sven brought up yesterday, that he's talking about. You know, these people that badmouth him now, the people that badmouth him, like I, he had a James Carville interview on there, like all the, the Rachel Madcow, like all this crazy shit, The View, all this shit, people coming unhinged, you know, or, or, or I don't even, I don't even know, like you can't fake being that unhinged, but I think whoever is kind of pulling the strings on this puppet show are like, hey, go out there and talk about this shit, talk about this shit, talk about this shit, and they'll talk about like, 
They'll talk about the limp shit. They'll talk about like pussy grabbing or or whatever. You know, some broke dick fucking take vis-a-vis this Trump. But they won't talk about, yeah, remember that time when you signed up to give him like five bucks, but it auto checks the repeat payments and like triples it. So now like you're dropping again and again and again and again and again, like on the monthly, you know, probably more than you ever plan on giving this idiot. Remember that? Remember how that happened? And like they had to stand up a whole separate task force because people were getting shook down by fucking Trump. Remember when he stood up like stop the steal and he was going to, he was going to take action against this stolen election. And remember how nothing ever got filed? Nothing ever got done? Remember whatever happened to that money? Right in the pocket, sweet fuck. So they, they won't mention any of that shit. And why is that? One, because they do the same shit to you. And two, because they plan to keep doing it. And three, because it's just like fucking pro wrestling where, like, he's the bad guy. We're going to talk about him in this bad guy context, but not that over there because we got to keep this bullshit going. So it's, yeah, dude, it was enough to spin you up, but it's a really good reminder that this is why this guy is, it's fucking bullshit. And, you know, I guess, you know, either way, what it will come down to is it probably will be a Biden-Trump thing, you know, assuming Biden can stay alive and upright that long and not shit his pants, like, directly in public. Uh, But it probably will come down to a Biden-Trump you know, limp off showdown once again. And whether your take on it is, I don't know, maybe I hold out some hope and I'm going to try to vote for the lesser of two incredibly shitty options and see if something can be pulled out of the fire. Or if you just want to vote to, uh, like, let's speed this thing up. Let's get it sent over the cliff, unplug it, plug it back in again, roll the dice, see what we get. Uh, that's your option too, or your option to just say, I'm going to fucking play video games. I'm going to go get a taco. That's, that's a good option too. And that's actually probably the option I'll go with is like, yeah, I'm going to get a fucking taco. I haven't got time for this bullshit. But, um, the other thing I was gonna, I wanted to hit really quick is I saw, um, I saw, I didn't see shit. Oh, I got my hands on, um, this book uh, one nation under blackmail and i was so i was talking to this bernie bro yesterday and no like no visibility on the jq at all like just kind of like still like somewhat a believer like sees that there's a lot of dirty shit but refuses to believe that you know like all of these assholes are in on it and (coughs) christ i'm dying and actually says to me like you know this this bernie sanders you know i actually liked Bernie, I thought that Bernie was somebody who was actually deep down trying to help and trying to do their best and just got ripped off. And I said, well, you know, I'll, I'll agree with you that Bernie got ripped off. Like he just got weasel dicked right out of that. And like, you know, the Hillary Clinton show is like, no motherfucker. Like, I don't care. I don't care how Jewish you are or how many years of free shit you've handed out or whatever. This isn't happening. But I said, moreover, uh, you know the program is kind of split from that that whole that whole mindset that like Bernie Sanders is like that 1960s 1970s Jewish professor that's like hey man we got to shake up the system man like let's let's get out there man you ain't got to you ain't got to toe the line for the man man you got to do your own thing man like let's 
let's get in there and dig, man. Let's dig it together, bro. And and it's like, no, hey, asshole, like we are the system. Don't tell motherfuckers to fight the system. We're the fucking system, stupid. Shut your fucking mouth. And then here's this guy out here talking about, no, we need to demand universal basic income. We need to be looking out for these people. We need to be holding the man accountable. Like, stupid, we are the man. But I was, so I, I kind of went down that rabbit hole that, that I was like, look, man, you, you got to understand, like, this is not a situation where, where they're, like, we're trying to restore decency to a, to a corrupted system that, you know, got taken over by some bad apples or some kind of shit. We're talking about a system that's basically, it's been fucked since the outset. And I didn't know how fucked it was, but I, and I, I can't remember if I've mentioned this before, so I'm sorry if I'm on fucking old man repeat, but, um, I got my hands on this book, uh, one nation under blackmail by an Ashley, someone or other Ashley Williams, maybe I'm not sure, but yes, I am actually reading something written by a woman, but it, it is very thorough, man. And I mean, she goes deep. She gets in the fucking weeds with this action. Man, she has got, uh, she has the documents. She has all the documents. And I picked the thing up and I really thought, I thought this was a book about like the Epstein spy ring because like I've mentioned before and I referenced like, like the jazz hands thing that this is not just Jeffrey Epstein with a bright idea. This is not just Jeffrey Epstein getting his pedal on. This is not even just Ghislaine Maxwell and him buddying up to turn it into some kind of influence ring and make a few dollars like this is a straight Mossad connected op running back decades that basically she got put in charge of like as his handler and he is the guy that brings in the the marks if you will brings in the suckers and all the video and all the pictures and all the shit and all the young girls coming forward and all and then all the young girls like well, you know, you're just lucky we don't charge you for prostitution. What the fuck? Like, how do you charge somebody for doing something that they cannot legally consent to? Because how fucking crazy is this, right? I mean, we've all heard the thing where you could be a dude at college, and if you're drunk and some woman is drunk and you bring her back to your pad and bang her, then you're charged with rape because she cannot consent. Well, what about you? Well, fuck you, but she can't consent, so this is rape because she's impaired, all right? She hasn't got the sense to consent to that. But now on the other, you know, with the shoe on the other hand, you're talking about like children getting looked at as like, well, maybe we charge you with prostitution. How would that be? They can't consent. And yet, here you go. Like, this is how we're going to weasel dick this band of Hebrews out of this situation. We're going to just pull this shit. So knowing that, or, you know, we'll do that another episode, but... It is, you know, very clear just by the nature of the relationship that this is a biographical leveraging ring, so a blackmail ring, and it's got a direct line to Mossad, and all the key players are there, and all the missing pieces are like, well, wait a minute, I see all this money, but what I don't see is all the investment. I see the, all the action being taken, but I don't see any motivation apart from this guy now in retrospect having a taste for young girls. I mean, you see what I'm saying? So I get all this book and I thought this is what it was about. Like, this is just going to be, you know, about, it's going to like unwind a little deeper on this, this Epstein thing, but I get a hold of it. And like, after I get it, then it's like, oh, I see there's actually two volumes and I'm looking at volume one. I'm like, what the fuck is volume one about? 
Oh, well, we're talking about all the way back, like, 30s, 40s. But what's a trip is you listen to this shit, and it's like you're hearing all the same names. All the same names. You're hearing Cantor and Wasserman's and, like, the Wasserman Schultz thing. And you're hearing all these names, man. And when you look at those people, a lot of these political figures where you're like, that's the only person you know with that name. But when you listen to this shit, you're like, oh, I didn't know that this person is grandson, granddaughter, great-grandson, great-granddaughter of this absolute piece of shit gangster over here. You know, you didn't know that. And then you find out that, like, well, yeah, well, they were a gangster. They were a criminal. But you see later they, you know, they decided to go legit in the strict technical sense. And, uh, you know, then they moved on and helped stand up this part of the government, this government agency, this bureau in the department of whatever the fuck, all right? So you look at this, and, the, and, and she's talking through all this shit, and it's like, you start to realize that there's literally no part, no functional part of this government that is legit. Like, if there is one honest person in there, it's like, this is, this is the standout. This is the oddball. You know, this is the screwball that, like, how the fuck do you get in here, right? And it kind of reminded me, I was thinking of it last night, that, um, I don't know if you're old enough to remember, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm old enough to remember when Jefferson took office, but uh, Dan Quayle, when Dan Quayle was the vice president, and, like, you probably don't remember him, because he was, you know, as I understood it, you know, later and mostly at the time, the guy's basically just kind of a straight arrow and got to where he did in politics by doing shit the right way and by being a smart guy and also knowing to keep his mouth shut. And he didn't really say much. So he is vice president under Bush part N and uh, he didn't really say much. You didn't hear much from him. But there was this running gag, I don't say running gag, more like just a repeated cycle of abuse. They're like, you know, Dan Quayle's pretty fucking stupid. He's just a real dumbass. Like, there's vice presidential debates. And I remember at the time, like, the guy just sat there. Like, he didn't shake his head at, oh, this motherfucker. Oh, listen to this. Oh, he crazy. Like, none of this. Like, he just sat there. So, as you do with the political debate shit, I don't even remember who he was debating. You know, some, some woman or some Hebrew. Who the fuck knows? But somebody just, you know, eviscerating him up there. And he's just sitting there, just sitting there calmly waiting his turn, just sitting there like, yeah, this is kind of pretty much the shit I expected to hear. But he's just sitting there. And, uh, you know, like the, the after action, you know, the, the post-game shit with, the, with all the news channels was like, look at this dumb son of a bitch. Look how stupid this guy. He just sits there. He just sits there and takes a beating. Man, what a dumbass. This is not a smart person. But, duh, he's so stupid. The guy never really had. I think he had like one gaff. I gotta look it up, man. It was and it was something kind of small where it was like the kind of shit where you're like, I misheard the fucking reporter asking the questions. It's not, you know, it's not a big fucking deal. Like, you know, they, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I can't remember what it was. I, I gotta look it up. I think it was something like they asked him something about kenya and he said something about the entirety of africa or some kind of shit where it was like ha, 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 this stupid fucker look at how fucking stupid he is he thinks kenya is a whole continent or some kind of shit like that you know some really small kind of ticky tack thing where you're like i don't know that 
that really, you know, I don't think he understood it the way you're suggesting that he's, you know. But that became like the, the piling on thing for like, yeah, Dan Quayle's fucking stupid. But now you compare that to the absolute fucking dunce caps that we have running around out here now, dude. And I mean, I just, it's, it's fucking, it blows my fucking mind. You know, like before I got kicked off, off social media, and I still have Twitter. If you can believe that, like I got kicked off fucking Instagram again for like, I think the 11th time and I'm not going to go back. I don't think, but I got Twitter for some fucking reason. And I actually look at it once in a while. I suck at Twitter. I mean, it's there. I don't know. I guess I just look at it for like five minutes a day to get pissed off. But the stuff that you see is like, people are like, they're, they're, they're all about, there are people like legit still pimping this Biden Harris situation. Like even fucking gorilla Harris. Like she's a strong, independent woman, you know. She's she's the sort to get shit done. Let's go, girl. Let's go. Bust your ass, girl. And, I, and I'm like, what the fuck page are you even on, man? It's it's confusing and it's uncanny. It makes me uh, it makes me uncomfortable in its stupidity. But anyway, man, yeah, this was just um, this book that I got to look at. If you if you get a chance, you know, um, one nation under blackmail, and it is it is pretty interesting. It's a thick read, man. It's a very, very dense. A lot of names, not a lot of not a lot of color commentary. You know, not like here where all you really get is color commentary. But I mean, it's it's dense, dude. But it will like black pill slash white pill insofar as like, dude, if if cats are getting out of bags, like there's not really a way this lasts too much fucking longer, man, because this is just, it's all very weird. <clears throat> so that said, I thought it might be cool to get on to, um, I'll hit some gear and equipment considerations because I got some feedback off last time. So I'll talk through a couple of gear and equipment type considerations, like things to think about. And I'll tell you, dude, I'm not super, super stoked on the idea of, um, you know, I mean, on one hand, it feels a little bit LARPy to jump straight to like, yeah, let's talk body armor and fucking pistol placement on your gear and this kind of shit. But dude, if I'm being straight, man, it's like, uh, what is coming down the pipe doesn't especially look favorable. So I do think the smart money is to start at least being ready in that sense, man. And again, I ain't, and for Mr. Fed man listening, I ain't saying any kind of like, bro, you got to get out there. It's time to go to war. Like, I'm not saying anything like that, dude. I honestly hope cooler heads prevail and that people are, you know what, man, let's take a fucking wrap off. It doesn't need to get this hectic. Um, let's see what we can figure out. I would very much prefer that. I think most people would. I unfortunately don't think that it will go that way. I think stupidity will prevail and I think probably stupidity will ensue and shit will get hectic. So um, the last thing you want is for shit to get sideways and then here's you like, yeah, but at least I was never a LARP and, uh, you know, as you get gunned down or, you know, get your, get your home or business set on fire and you're like, so how do I fucking... So, you know, to that end, it, it warrants talking about, right? So let's see, man. So the first thing, I guess, the first thing I want to hit on is the idea that you ain't got to be Mr. Gear Fag, dude. You don't have to have a metric fuck ton of cool guy shit. Um, you can have a pretty low speed setup and you can do what you need to do. And I had been thinking about it and like Kyle Rittenhouse, Kyle Rittenhouse, dude, look at how this dude rolled. Like this guy had an absolute 
basic bitch, like no, you know, no hate, but like straight basic bitch, black AR-15 type setup. Dude had, I think he had some mags and I don't know what he had, but he had like just a little bag, like a little satchel with him. And that guy fucking operated, man. So, uh, you know, if you look at that situation, I, well, one thing I want to hit on too prior to this is you, you can't just consider putting this shit together. You can't just consider how would I employ all this shit. You've got to consider the ramifications, man. And you can look at a Kyle Rittenhouse and say, well, look, man, this guy did the right thing. He was in a self-defense situation and he walked. Okay, remember, man, that many, 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 many things went right and many, many things he did. Like, this motherfucker walked between the raindrops, dude. He did everything perfectly. And as I understand it, this guy actually trained quite a bit. So, quick review. Uh, like, one, there is video of that first pedo chasing him and throwing a Molotov at him. When he smoked that pedo, the uh, the autopsy showed that on the pedo's hands, there were burn marks on, like, like muzzle flash marks on half of his hand and not on the other half. So uh, what that means, again, is that the part where he had a burn on his hands, that was the part that was right up there at the muzzle. The other part that wasn't burnt is the part that was actually grabbing the muzzle. It was past where the bullet and where the, uh, where the flash comes out. You understand what I'm saying? So this guy had a hold of his fucking muzzle when he got shot. You were actively in the process of grabbing somebody's gun when you got fucking smoked. After he smoked that guy, he stood there and called 911. So again, this is a guy that chased him like challenged him, chased him, threw a Molotov at him, grabbed his gun, then got shot. Then the guy stood there and called 911 before he ran. Then he ran for his fucking life. So this guy had no duty to retreat, but he retreated anyway. So the guy takes off and now um, mob chases him. Guy tries to hit him with a skateboard. And that was the guy that got, I can't remember this guy's name, but he got whacked, like got drilled right in the chest and he went away. Then the other guy, so again, try to hit him with a skateboard. Now imagine if you try to hit a cop with a skateboard, you get charged with, uh, you get charged with assault with a deadly weapon, right? Cause can you kill somebody with a skateboard, skateboard versus gun? I'll take gun every time, but can you kill someone with a skateboard? Yes, you can. So this guy was in the process of retreating, got attacked with a deadly weapon, burned that guy down. Another guy, a felon in possession of a firearm produced a firearm and then presented and advanced when this guy engaged and only thing he did wrong here. And this is easy to do. So it requires training again, front sight focus, gents, focusing on the sights lined up properly over the target. Uh, it is a very normal thing where you, a guy will see a gun and then you shoot the gun. All right. So don't do that shit. Engage the target. But this is what Rittenhouse did where he shot that fucking slip knot in the arm. Oh my God, dude, the, 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 the tears, dude, something else happened to that guy too recently, man. Like he got hit by a car or something. It's so funny, dude. And, and really like you should just be walking around happy to be alive. Like you get hit by a car. Like I got hit by a car, but I'm all right with it, dude. Cause I'm not dead. I didn't get the one in the chest that I deserved. So thank you, Kyle. You should be saying thank you, friend. But, um, so he engaged that guy though, blew his arm off guy. Like, Oh, he couldn't let go of his gun. Cause his arm like locked up and, but the guy still didn't smoke him. Like talk about your free pass. Like you still have a gun in your hand, dude. 
I don't know that it's because of the injury. You just look like you're still holding a gun. I don't know. How how are you walking around alive? Like, if he's going to be put on trial for anything, it should be that. Like, this was the big fuck up, but he didn't get put on trial for that. Guy got put on trial for murder. So that's the point, dude, is he did all this shit right and still got put in front of the man. So for you, that warrants very, very careful consideration. Have your fucking ducks in a row. Don't pull some wazoo fucking shit of like, I'm going to be a goddamn patriot. It's 1776. I'm walking down the fucking street with rifle in hand, all jocked up. That is the dumbest goddamn thing in the whole fucking world. All right. So like the rule of thumb that I had always, that I had always heard, if you pull out a gun, it better be because you are going to use a gun because like you have no other option. Like I have this gun out because I have to fucking have it out. All right, you don't fucking, it's not a showpiece, it's not a decoration, it's not to indicate what fucking some club that you're part of, it's it's a fucking tool, man. All right, don't put a fucking hammer in your hand if you're not going to drive nails. All right, so beat that fucking horse to death. So moving on to gear considerations then, man, uh, I do not want to be the guy that's like gear fagorama, like, hey, get fucking good gear, dude, like spend a gazillion dollars, you don't got to do that shit. Uh, I will say like if you're uh, well okay let me backtrack a little bit here too keep your keep your skill set in line with your gear all right keep your skills in line with your gear if you're a bad motherfucker and you're out there train train training don't be the guy that's like bro I'm a good enough shooter I can just fucking I don't need body armor I don't need any of this shit I can run on an El Cheapo rifle I'm taking this money and going to fucking Disneyland and hang out with gays or whatever all right. Don't be that guy, dude. Like if you're a heavy hitter, like dress for the occasion. All right, dude, upgrade your shit to match your skills. If you're not, dude, there's nothing wrong with that. If you're not a hitter, all right, it's cool to like, just like going to a job interview, it's cool to dress for one station above the job that you want, but don't spend a fuck ton of money on like super, super high end gear, super, super expensive shit, right? That, that honestly, you're not, you're not suited to shoot, you know, like I would never like, it's like buying a fucking Ferrari to sit in traffic. Like this thing's designed to go fucking fast. This thing's designed to do a hundred, right? But you're like bumper to bumper or driving over fucking potholes. This is a fucking waste. Get a Hyundai for this. All right. That's all you fucking need. So, you know, like for a training gun, like get you go ahead and get an El Cheapo, dude. Like get something that get your fucking Palmetto State on. It's okay, baby. Get out there, get some fucking range time. The money you were going to spend on a lot of nice shit, spend that shit on ammo. And then when you're like, you know, after you shoot this fucking thing out, and it's like, yeah, this thing's like, it's wobbly, the springs are all fucking sloppy, like the, the it won't hold a fucking group, the barrel's just smoked. Um, dude, then buy something, buy something a little nicer that's like, bro, I can fucking shoot. Like, I can hold a fucking group, but like this this weapon's not up to speed. I, I warrant something nicer. Do that shit, man, do it. Uh, so that's kind of, and I, I realize it's kind of like a double-edged thing there, you know, where like I'm saying, don't spend your money on gear, spend it on training ammo, right? Spend it on a weapon you can train on. Uh, then I'm also saying like, get good gear, get decent gear, but don't make that the fucking, don't make that the premise of your purchase. Like buying stuff that's like, that's, that's too nice. Do you see kind of where I'm going? So in terms of, of shit you can buy and shit that maybe you ought to get your hands on, Jesus. Like, so one, we already talked about rifle. Dude, rifle is like the ability to reach out there. Like this is, 
this is, I mean, this is a game changer, dude. If all you have is a pistol, like a pistol outside of like, dude, outside of like 25 yards, I mean, you might as well be throwing fucking rocks, dude. Trying to, trying to make a really good shot at like 25 yards, like this is difficult, dude. I mean, this is shit that takes practice. It's going to take you standing still or you shooting, shooting supported against something and round accuracy for like a nine mil or a 45 at 25 yards is like, dude, you're going to get a lot of drop. There's not a lot of ass pushing that, that round. So you're, you know, you're a threat. You're a guy with a gun. I mean, don't get me wrong, but it's not the same, dude. It's not the same as having a rifle. All right. Um, shooting a pistol is like, this is a no shit. Like this is actually a much harder skill. All right. Cause you don't have your whole body to support this thing. All right. With a rifle, you got this thing into your shoulders. Like all you got to do is like pull, <clears throat> pull into your fucking shoulder. And this thing is going to stay pretty solid, dude. You've got a much, a much longer sight alignment. So you get these things lined up. You're going to be on target, dude. Look how, look how long the sight alignment is on a pistol. It's much smaller. So there's a little more wobbly wobbly in there. You don't want that. All right. So again, like a rifle, you're going to want this shit. In terms of like bells and whistles that you can put on a rifle, dude, I will highly recommend a light of some kind. Lights are cheap. Like, dude, if you try to get like a surefire like that, shit is expensive as fuck. And like as an operator, you just get handed a lot of this shit. So when I got out, I'm like, all right, man, so I need to pick up a surefire. And I look at that and I'm like, I'm not giving you $200 or whatever the fuck for a fucking flashlight, dude. That's bullshit. All right. That's fucking nuts. You know, like after a while, like the lighting system to get, can get to where you, it's going to cost more than the whole gun. All right. But, uh, you know, so, but a, a, like a good light, this is, this is solid, man. Um, you're going to want to put that however you activate it. Like it's really easy to get a hold of just like the touchpad activation type shit. Put that somewhere where you're not going to actually accidentally set it off. You know, where like you're just grabbing on to shoot like normal and you're like, eh, and you're just like light ADing all over the place. Because then sometime when you don't want to set your light off, you're going to like, eh, and now you set it off. You're like, hey, we're fucking around. All right. But a light, that's, that's good stuff, dude. Some of the other basic type stuff like body armor, right? Dude, there is a difference. Like if you take a look at body armor, you can get like, and they're rated and I can't remember exactly what all the ratings are. There's like level four, there's like three, three plus two, two plus and so on. And if I remember correctly, like three plus is actually a better, like a better product than four. Like four is just like Kung Fu grip, super fucking heavy. I'm going to war and I don't have to move around very much. Like it's not comfortable. But that's what they give you. Like, that's what they give you in the military. Like, here, here's giant fucking plates. You're like, God damn, dude. And it never occurred to me that, like, you know, maybe they make these in different sizes, right? And, and a lot of times I would just wear, like, dude, I wore, like, uh, what they call chicken plates, where it's, like, for doing PSD work, it's just, like, a small metal plate. So I'd wear, like, a 9 mil wrap and then a chicken plate. And I'm like, dude, I, whatever, man. <laughs> you know, I'm going to roll the dice here. But uh, I did that a lot because, like, if you got to walk a long ways, like them level four plates, you're not going to be a happy camper. But you get on there, like, take a look at something like Hoplite Armor. I believe some of those are our guys, and um, they uh, they've got the whole range there. And you can get you can get some decent plates, and plates are kind of expensive. But bro, when it's the two way range, 
you're going to want those plates, Goy. So that's something I would look into. A helmet, a helmet is good, dude. A helmet is, a hel- I mean, a helmet protects your head, right? A helmet is good insofar as like, you know, it's not always easy to keep track. And this sounds weird to say, it's not always easy to keep track of where your fucking head is, right? So people have a habit of like, I want to see what's over there. And they poke their fucking head up. People get shot in the fucking head doing this. So you're going to want like a decent helmet, man. It, it, you know, again, if you can get one. But a decent helmet is cool also because, and I'm going to shill this, um, night vision. A night, night vision is a very expensive proposition, but dude, I am train wreck serious. If you can get your hands on some night vision, if you can save your shekels, if there's a way you can do it, night vision is an absolute game changer. All right, if you can get night vision and an IR aiming device, so like a like a like a laser pointer, like an IR laser pointer that goes on your rifle, and and you set it up the same way as your flashlight, where you got like a touchpad activation thing, if you can if you can get your hands on this, this is an absolute game changer, dude. Because like when we're thinking realistically about like what situation might I be jocking up in this shit. It's, it's like shit has gone completely sideways. This is not, not even like there's some people fighting in the street, you know, a town over or a block over, or there's people throwing bricks maybe downtown. Like you're talking about like Thunderdome doomsday shit. The power is out. Uh, day wiling in the streets, uh, houses are getting broken into cause it's dark and nobody can see shit. The only people that can see anything are people with flashlights and you. Dude, I have been in situations where I, I'm on night vision and I got, you know, it, it, like you and the whole crew, you know, you've got the night vision, you've got the IR, the IR aiming device. Yes. The, a lot of these devices, man, what they have is like, there'll be the aiming device and understand this is not like laser pointer, like some kind of weird shit you see on a movie where it's like the red dot or some shit. But like, this is like no shit IR invisible. Like you look at it under night vision and wherever the the dot is, that's where the bullet goes. So you can hold this shit at your hip and you turn it on and boink and you have the same way. Like you just push the switch and there's the dot over there and that's where the bullet's going to go. Now, because it's going to be a little bit offset, there's going to be some finagling you have to do with, with the aiming. Like, all right, dude, at this close, I got to aim like so, but I mean, it's, dude, it is the warmest, fuzziest, all right? It's And uh, a lot of them will have another feature where it's, so it'll be like aim and flood. So there'll be different settings where it could be just flood, where it's like a floodlight, like a big-ass flashlight, but it's IR, right? So you could have IR plus flood where it's like you hit the little switch and it's like a flashlight, like, wow, like I'm looking over there. And also aim. So like right in the middle, it'll be like a tiny dot that's way, way brighter. And now, you know, you like you, you hear a rustling in the bushes and you look with your special eyes. You're looking with your night vision too. And you look and you don't quite see anything. Because if it's dark, dark, like night vision works, but it's still fucking dark. You hit this thing and it's like, wow. And now you see some idiot over there and you're like, dude, I don't know. And he thinks he's hiding, man. He thinks you can't see him. So it's like, bro, I don't know. I'm sorry for your bad luck, but today's not your day. (laughs) It sucks. Today's not your day. Your last day is not going to end well. 
So this is what you get. Uh, so yeah, dude, um, that is, it's an absolute game changer. It's expensive as fuck, but if you shop around, you can find uh, you can find some stuff. You could find some deals. And if you were gonna buy something, like I would pass on a lot of shit, and I'd buy some of that. Uh, other thing uh, that that was what got me going on the helmet thing. You mount this to your helmet. Now you're walking around like I mean, dude, you're like the Terminator. But the other thing about the helmet, man, is you can put that ear pro on there. You can put that ear pro, the noise canceling shit, like the noise canceling shit, which is also like the noise amplifying shit. All right. So it's those deals where if you got that sweet spec ops guy cut, you know, fucking helmet, and now you got that ear pro and it's the deal that's like, it just swings off to the side. So if you're in the car and you just like, like just swing it off to the side and now you're, you don't have, you know, ear pro sitting on your head if you don't want but now you walk out there if you got to get it on or some shit, and now like now you got that ear pro on, but you turn it up, and now you can hear everything. You got like bionic ears, man. So if there's a rustling over there, you're gonna hear it better than you heard it with just your ears, with just your special ears. And then if the shooting starts, then it'll like then it shuts off. So and I don't mean to insult nobody's intelligence. Like if you're just not familiar with this shit, this is this is what it does. Like it lets you hear, but then if shit gets hectic, then it um then it, it shuts off and now you don't go fucking deaf. Uh, I, I want to preempt anybody saying like, bro, I just get used to the noise or I'll just work through it. Don't do that shit, all right? Dudes used to say that like way back in the day, like even in the spec ops scene, like dudes used to talk about that. Like get used to it. You get used to shooting with, uh, you know, without ear pro. No, you get deaf is what you fucking get. You don't get fucking used to it. You just lose your fucking hearing, okay? But, uh, you know, if you doubt, man... I will tell you, like, the first time a shot goes off in a house or uh, or in a car and you don't have ear pro in or on, you'll be the first to know. You'll regret that decision immediately, and you will immediately say, like, from now on, ear pro. It, you'll, and, you know, if you start, there will be deals where, like, you start to roll into a situation and you're like, oh, fuck, and you're like, I got to get fucking ear. You're, like, scrambling to get your shit in or on or whatever. So yeah, dude, it's a, it's a no shitter, but a helmet can fix all this. All right. So you're going to want that hearing. You're going to want that vision. So, I mean, this is, it's an investment, dude. It's a pain in the ass. And I'll even, I'll throw in this pro tip. When you get, um, when you get night vision, you can, if you want, get like the extended battery pack that'll like attach or like Velcro onto the back of your helmet. You could do that. I never ran that. Like double A batteries will run, it'll, it'll run night vision like a very, very long time. But what you can do though, is if you put like a little, like a little package of batteries and then you like leave it in the fuck, like, like take some fucking batteries, right? Take the small package of double A batteries. I'll say it's simple. Take that small package that you buy of double A batteries and leave it in that plastic, right? The plastic that it comes in at the, uh, at the grocery store and then just tape that shit. So it's not shiny and plastic. And now you can Velcro it like Velcro it and then put a bungee cord across it or tape it up real nice to the back of your helmet. All right. So the reason for this is because when you get night vision on your helmet, all right, um, if you got it on for a while, the front of your fucking face is going to get numb because it's like pressing against your forehead. You're not going to like it. So you, you got this counterweight on the back and like some dudes will just get weight. Like you can buy just weight and you can do that if you want. Some dudes would use an extra radio battery. So like an embitter battery, like you just put it back there and that'll stay too. Uh, but you know, like don't get one that's good still. Like get a battery that's, you know, dead. You probably don't have access to a battery. So don't fucking worry about it. I, you know, 
in retrospect, I'm not sure how good of an idea it is to have a battery taped to your head. Like if you get fucking like the bullets start flying and now there's a battery that gets shot and there's battery innards coming out all over. I don't know if that, that probably doesn't help the situation. You're like, you're making things worse, arguably worse. So, you know, but what I'm getting at here is like counterweight for your night vision. Like you're going to want that shit. It's a good deal. Comms, dude. Uh, I hear some people pimp comms really hard. I've never been that much of a comms guy. If you are, you know, if you're working in, if you've got a crew and, you know, you're like, you got a neighborhood watch kind of a thing, you know, like, hey, if doomsday ever comes to dog patch, right, then we got a plan, dude. If you got something like that, then where you're going to be working coordinated with other guys, then cool. Otherwise, dude, I mean, for my money is like, if I have the opportunity, pick up some, some short range radios. Uh, it's honestly, it's a secondary concern for me. Other dudes might feel very differently about it, but this I think is kind of personal choice. Uh, in terms of gear, uh, I will say like, get your shit on and then load your shit up. So whether that's, uh, like body armor, like plate carrier with mag pouches and what have you, whether that's gun belt, a gun belt with suspenders, gun belt hooked to some kind of like 80s fucking storming Grenada type rig where, you know, all the shit's hooked together. This shit is personal preference, dude. You put your shit, like you run what you like to run, all right? Do fuck around with it and see what works best for you. But what I'm getting at is load the shit up, put the shit on, cruise around with it for a while because the shit will, it'll settle a little It'll start to sag a little, and I think one of the one of the hardest to look at pictures I think I remember seeing in recent history was there was some guy who went off the rails, and he decided to go be an active shooter. And this guy got his hands on a bunch of like a bunch of op gear, and he's all jocked up in black, which looks corny, just so you're aware. Uh, but he's all jocked up in all black, and um, this poor fucker, dude, like he got this shit on. And there's like a picture of him like stumble fucking out of a building somehow. And he's got this gun and he's like, obviously he's out of his element. Like he doesn't look comfortable at all in any of this shit. And it's saggy and like falling off of him. And I'm like, God damn, dude, just the image of it is like, it sucks, dude. Cause it's a white dude. And I know, you know, the, you know, the guys, and I don't remember who the guy was or what his deal was or nothing, man. I just remember the picture was like the personification of desperation mode like completely fucked. I was fresh out of options, had nothing fucking going. And I'll be fucking fair here. You know, if the fucking, if the tranny community can come out and say like, oh yeah, this fucking mentally unwell, uh, girl over here had no choice, uh, but to show up with a gun in her hand at an elementary school, if they can run with that line of thinking, then I think we can run with this line of thinking that like, yeah, this white guy, for whatever reason, felt that he had no other option. And I think we can, we can say that to a, a greater degree of fairness than this tranny situation. So there's that. But in terms of uh, how you rig your gear and where you put your gear, a lot of that is going to depend, like I mentioned last time, on where you're going to be running this and how you're going to be carrying it. So like as an example, I don't want to go over every fucking pouch you have, but as an example, uh, like your pistol, all right? So if you're going to do like a really short, quick fix, like fast rope onto the roof of the embassy and run down there and save the princess or take over the embassy, what the fuck ever, like those, those drop leg holster type pistols. All right. Those are cool. Those are cool. Cause they're really fucking fast. All right. Like you don't got to really bend your body at all. You just like lower your primary whoop, like your hand is right there and it's on your weapon and you're ready to fucking move. You're ready to come out of that holster. 
So that's the point behind a drop leg holster is that it's really fucking fast. It's not in the way of anything else. Uh, the downside of the drop leg holster is if you got to walk at all, like if you got to walk a couple miles, that thing will start fucking flopping because you're going to get fucking sweaty. All right. You get sweaty. Your pants get sweaty. Your belt loosens a little bit. And now that shit starts to sag. And as it starts to sag, now it starts to flop back and fucking forth with every step. If you got to walk by any bushes or through any kind of shit, this thing's going to catch on that shit and you're going to be like, God damn it. So the consideration there, all right, if it's, it's what you run already and it's what you really dig, then run the fucking thing. I'm just, I'm just telling you, you know, my experience. Uh, another option there, what I usually ran if I had to, if we landed and had to walk in somewhere was I would just keep the pistol on my belt. All right. So that, um, you know, now I can get to, cause like I said, man, I didn't rock any side plates dude, cause it's just too goddamn hot. But I can get to the pistol, all right? But it's not where it's going to be like floppy flopping. It's a little more uncomfortable, right? But do you want to be comfortable or do you want to be a good operator? Because you can't really have both. So uh, that's you know where your belt line is concerned. If you're, um, if you're in a vehicle, like so if you've seen pictures now, like once in a while you'll see pictures where a guy will have a pistol up like on his, on his chest, yeah, like on his plate carrier, like rigged up like some kind of Molly type shit. All right, that works good like if you're in a vehicle. So if you're rolling in a vehicle, especially if you're like a driver, like a primary driver or something, you probably don't have the means or opportunity to get your your primary up, like to get your rifle like out the fucking window. So if some weird shit happens and you got to split town, like you can just hang this fucking pistol out the window, right? And it's right there on your chest where you can get to it. So that's kind of the thought process behind a lot of this. Like think through like, where might I be? What might I need? Where can I put this? So it's out of the way if I'm probably not going to use it, but if I need it, I can fucking get to it. Make sense? Uh, real quick, I guess, in terms of, uh, color and such, the last thing I'll hit on is that, um, you know, the idea, like the idea of camouflage, all right, let me just say this, the idea of camouflage, not like the color camouflage, like God's plaid or some shit, right? The idea of camouflage is to blend in. So if you're blending in, all right, that means just like people don't see you. The idea of this is to blend in. So looking at what you have in terms of your gear uh, or your, your stuff or whatever, um, you can paint your, like, dude, feel free to paint your shit. Like you can paint your gun and all this, like just tape over the parts that you don't want paint in like the inside and the guts and like the, the ejection port or like the, like the mechanisms of the trigger and such just tape around that shit. And then you can paint this shit and you can make it look like anything you can. I used like, uh, I used stuff for like back porch pottery type shit. So it's got like a texture to it. And then you can put like, so like build your own shadows into it. So like I put that shit and then just put like one or two like black kind of angles or some darker streaks. And now the idea here is not to make it look like a piece of pottery, but to make like whatever it is you're painting, whether it's your gun, your helmet, whatever. So it looks like something fucking else. So it just makes somebody like if they see that sitting still someplace, they're like, wait, what, what? And by then there, you either decide that they're not a threat or, you know, they get what they get. So with that, man, uh, I'm going to go inside, man. I got to go to the airport and enjoy myself. But if you, uh, if you dig this, feel free to leave it where somebody can find it, pass along with a friend. Cause, uh, like we say, the world needs more people like us and, uh, do feel free to hit me up. Not on the gram no more, but on Twitter at coffee long 14, right? Clever, right? Or at the abuse hour on the telegram. 
And uh, until next time, man, I don't know what we'll talk about next time, but, you know, who the fuck knows. But until then, keep your eyes on the horizon. Keep your neck out of the noose. I've been Coffee. These are my takes. <laughs>